0: welcome to the rookie mortgage broker podcast with your host scott peckford hey broker nation scott peckford here today show, i have graham campbell graham is a rookie mortgage broker who has been making waves he's only been in the business for just over two years and doing amazing things so a couple quick things about graham in his first six months in the mortgage business he didn't do a single mortgage he quit his job he's like i'm gonna do this full time he's a bartender and he went through what I call, you know, the shadow of the valley of death where he's like, Oh my gosh, what was I thinking? And then the first year, so in 2020, he did $8 million. 2021, he did $15 million. So far, closed this year. $26 million in his pipeline. The guy is like, it's unbelievable how well he's doing. And just shares a bit of his drive, shares a bit about what he would do differently, although I don't think there's a lot he could have done differently. And a couple quick things. First, he was one of the clients that we ran through our coaching program and taught him how to build realtor relationships. And so if you're interested, if you're like, hey, I'm a new mortgage broker, you can go check out get10funded.com. That's get the number 10funded.com we have a whole system there for you and so you can check that out we do training on that rookie agent roadmap to show you that check that out and i also want to give a huge shout out to our sponsor finmo those guys are awesome so if you haven't had a chance to check out their platform honestly it is the slickest mortgage app and document collection program that i've seen they've got direct lender submission now which means you can actually literally go from there they got credit polls all that stuff you can submit right to 250 plus lenders and up until september 10th you can actually go and win a tesla which is like super cool i wish i could win a tesla there's like no scott you're not allowed but check out finmo and thanks again for checking out this episode hey graham welcome to the show hey scott how are you doing i'm fantastic man we had a little chat before we started the recording and i love your energy and things that you got going on which we're going to talk about but before we do that tell me how did you get into the mortgage business
1: well, that was actually kind of not a plan that I had set out to do. We were actually looking at refinancing the home that we bought. My brother and I bought a home in 2016, and the market had gone up a bunch. And like, oh, so we we'll probably take some equity out. So we went back to the broker that we actually got our mortgage through. Said, hey, look, we've got this much money. I had some extra cash from some crypto investments that turned out well. And like, okay, we're you know we're making a bit more money now. Here's kind of our income. Here's our cash. We want to take some equity out and buy a rental property what can we do? And then that broker just never, ever got back to us. And so we just got completely ghosted. And then from there, I remember that I had a friend on Facebook who was posting about real estate investing and this and that. And he was actually speaking at rain events and it was a guy that I parted a little bit with in university. And so I reached out to him, had a chat on the phone and I didn't really know at the time, but he was pretty much taking my application. But, you know, to me, it was just, you know, we were chatting, talking, catching up, asked me what I was doing for work and this and that, and asked me how I liked it and all that kind of stuff. And I really just wasn't happy with my work. I was bartending. I was in the service industry for about 10 years Uh Um, working nights till like 4 a.m. And uh, I spent some time doing like mutual funds and insurance sales, which I made no money at at all. It was a total bust. And I was also, you know, five years younger than I am now. People didn't really trust me with their money,
0: but- I had the same issue. Even now, like, I don't know how old you are, but you still, I mean, you look more seasoned than even a couple (laughs) of years ago when I first met you, but you know, you still have a youthful face, which is a good thing, by the way, it's not a bad thing.
1: Yeah, it pays off every year. Uh, (laughs) Still got a deed now and then, so that's nice. From there he actually my buddy he just kind of talked me into well not talked me into he was like, have you ever thought about being a mortgage broker? And I was like, Well, not really. But my biggest complaint about my work was that I had no control over how much money I made that night. Because you know, if it was a busy night at the bar, you could walk home with you know three, four or five hundred bucks and it was awesome. Yeah. But if it was a quiet night and just no one showed up, you're just sitting there twiddling your thumbs. And I really didn't like not being able to have any kind of control over. Mm-hmm. My own income, I mean, as much as you know, you could become the promoter for the bar you work at, that now you're essentially doing a second unpaid job, and this right, and right. That. And so, he referred me out to our broker owners who some of them actually just moved out to Kelowna, where I live, and they'd yep. been here for about two years. I called one of them, had a good chat, and he basically told me, Yeah, you know what, it's easier to be a realtor, you might want to look into being a realtor. So, he tried but, to tell you no, <laughs> and uh, from there, I was like, Well, you know, I really don't want to be a realtor, it doesn't feel right with me, I'm more of a numbers guy anyway. And then I looked into it, found out there was a bit of a loophole for getting your license in B.C., and that I just did my online course out in Ontario, which you can do in like a quarter of the time that
0: the BC course takes. I don't. I do think it. that door's been shut, but you could at that time, I think, oh, so exactly. you're listening to this, don't be like, hey, I don't know that it still yeah. works, but yes, that was something that was very effective.
1: Yeah, so instead of doing like the full EBC Sauder course, I did this online thing, powered through it in two weeks that I basically, I just worked, I came home, studied for eight hours, just went through all the modules, in two weeks, then did my exam with them Then I had to do a challenge exam or I actually drove out to UBC in Vancouver because the next online proctored exam that I could do was like two months away. So I was like, nope, I'm going to do this. Drove down to UBC, took my exam in person, passed, and then got my license as quick as it could be processed because
0: I just wanted to get going. Did you have to do the BC exam or the Ontario exam?
1: So I had to do the BC challenge exam.
0: Oh, okay. I didn't realize that. So you still have to challenge the exam.
1: Yeah, so what you could do was if you got your Ontario license, you could just shuffle it over. But because I didn't have anyone to sponsor my license in Ontario, I just had to take the challenge exam. So you could do that if you had the certification. I see. I had the certification and then, yeah, went from there and I was like, okay, yeah, I'm done slinging beer. I'm done putting beer in a cup for a living up till 4 a.m. every night and
0: Uh just dove into it. So okay, first question I want to ask is you know talking to some rookies that are rocking it, which is you're definitely one of them. When did you decide to go full time, part time? Like, what was the transition? Because everybody has a different path here, but I'm curious how you did it.
1: Once I found out that my license was basically eligible, so it's like okay, everything submitted in, and we're just waiting for it to get processed. At that point, I
0: gave my like two weeks, and I was like, I'm out of here. Just went full. You just burned the boats. You're just like, I'm out, baby. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, and then. Tell me about that first sort of, I think you said you got licensed in June or something. What was that first three to six months like?
1: First couple of months was not knowing what I was doing at all. I had a friend of mine that's like a tech guy and he built like a scraper and got me like 300 local realtors names and phone numbers on a Excel sheet. And I just picked up the phone and started calling. I went and scoured Facebook, looked for anyone that was a new realtor. Lots of brokerages will say, oh, you know, congratulations to so-and-so for Joining up with us, and you know, all all the new realtors. So, I call the new realtors, like, hey, uh, you're a new realtor, I'm a new broker, love to connect, see how we can help each other grow, whatever you know, my my which was at the time. And yeah, I went through that list of 300 people,
0: and it was a lot of phone calls, not a lot of meetings, and no deals, right? Which sucks. Okay, so then we started working together in September of that year, and you came into our program, and we did some stuff with you. So, then Kind of what happened after that? So like, how did that change your approach? And then what happened?
1: So it totally changed my approach of how I was reaching out to realtors. It was largely before I was, you know, just trying to call realtors, whatever, be their friend, get them out for a meeting, but I didn't really have any kind of content to be pushing out to them. It was just like, okay, let's meet, hope we get along and, you know,
0: just exude confidence and pretend I'm more experienced than I am. Right. And, Get them to like you, basically. And hopefully that yeah, you can, you know, that's what we use you, what we try to do. But yeah, that was the plan.
1: And so, yeah. yeah, like like that was cool and all. But then I think the biggest thing that changed was shifting from not really having a plan to having an exact preset plan that was templated that I'm doing every single time that I'm meeting with a realtor that I'm going over the same points. I'm setting them up the same way. I'm, you know, following through the same way. And it's, mm-hmm. you know, it's all calculated and geared towards specific problems that realtors have, and how I have the solution for that you
0: can help them, right? Yeah. So you'd said before we're chatting, that in that first six months, you basically didn't fund any mortgages. So was there any point where you were like, did I make the right choice? Should I have left, you know, my other job? Like, because anybody listening to this, and if they're new, you know, this is questions in their mind. And I'm curious how you got through I call the valley of the shadow of death, where you're like, Oh, my gosh, like, what was I thinking? Uh, Tell me about that? Like, what was going on there?
1: It was definitely very intimidating. For the most part, I was kind of thinking, you know what, I should have kept part time work. I should have said, you know what, I'll keep one or two shifts a week. And that was my original plan actually was, I you know what? I'm just going to work two nights a week and that's it. And I changed my mind just out on it and said, okay, you know what, I'm just going to go and do it. I don't want to be having, you know, look at me, I'm a mortgage broker, but then you see me in the bar on the weekend. Yeah, that's true. Especially in a smaller town. Cologne is a very small town. No matter how big it gets, it's still about one degree of separation. Everyone kind of knows everybody. So I thought that would hurt my credibility a little bit. And yeah, I definitely kind of was wishing, you know what, I wish I did keep one or two shifts a week just to be able to help survive. As well, at that same time, I had just spent most of my savings
0: on our wedding. I got married that year. And yeah, so that's I saw that on Facebook. I was like, hey, congrats. So okay, so then when did it turn the corner for you? So like, when did it actually you're like, Hey, I think, you know, I made the right choice. This is working. When did that happen?
1: So yeah, about kind of Around November, December, I noticed okay, I'm actually getting consistent leads. Yeah. And these leads are starting to come to fruition. There's deals, I'm getting actual accepted offers. I'm actually submitting things to lenders. And then kind of came the second part of okay, well, now you've got a live deal, but you know, how
0: long is it until you get paid? So Yeah, there's always a delay. Anybody, if you're new, it does not happen like quick. Usually there's a delay for pay, right?
1: Yeah. So about three months kind of after that, you know, I was like, okay, sweet. I got a couple of good paychecks coming in. This is awesome. And then COVID
0: hit and then everything kind of paused for a little bit. Yeah. Everybody was kind of holding their collective breath for that period as well. Even the experienced people were like, what's going to happen, right? Yeah. I had one client who had an
1: accepted offer on a place for, I forget how much, but, then they collapsed it because the whole pandemic fear. And then I think like two or three months later, they went back and bought the exact same house for the exact same price. So things kind of just rolled back into normal. And right. throughout that time, I was still having a good amount of leads that were coming in. But most people were just kind of holding off. So mm-hmm. it was still good at that point that I had a number of good referral sources. They were continually feeding me business. I was keeping them happy because I had still at that point, plenty of time to really be nurturing them. Which obviously helped, but then, you know, it really started to turn the tide that I was getting consistent stuff in had consistent deals closing and throughout then and now, I mean, the rest of the year went well. Summer was really great. We're a very seasonal town in Kelowna, Uh depending on what industry you work in. It doesn't really matter. It's kind of like, you know, you get three quarters of your business in the summer months. and the same people move here in the summer and they kind of hold out during the winter for the next summer market to kick up the prices. So it was a busy summer, kind of put some money aside, whether through the winter things did slow down in the winter a bit, but it allowed me to continue to keep prospecting. And the biggest thing that did hurt though, was I loved prospecting open houses. And since COVID, we basically had none of them. They have like a couple here and there now. I think I saw like three over the last weekend. And I already had Known the realtors that were doing them, so you didn't need uh, to. You're like, oh, there's no point in doing them. So you and didn't see this guy for the fourth time, you know? Right, right. But it was still good at that point. You know, I had enough consistent business that I could kind of start focusing on improving other aspects and really learning kind of what was necessary. Because you know, when you're first new, when you have no deals, you don't really know what part of the business to prioritize
0: or what part of the business right. to focus on. When you're new, it's leads we're focusing yeah, on because you leads, need to eat nothing, right? nothing. leads, whatever. You figure it out from there. Okay, so then, how did the first year end up for you? If you don't mind sharing that, so like, where did you end up in terms of that first twelve months in 2020?
1: Yeah, so the first full calendar year, I did about eight million. was a bit under what I wanted. I really wanted to make 100k in my first calendar year. Reading Dustin Woodhouse's books and some other things that's my expectations. like, you no, know, I really want to just kill it and really kind of exceed the other income I had made before.
0: Yeah.
1: And yeah, it still fell
0: short, but it was still enough for me. Well, lots to- of learning too. And then so how's this year going so far for you? So we're about six, seven months into the year right now. So this year so far, we've closed about 15
1: million. And we've got to, in total, if everything that's live right now closes, we'll have about 26 for the year. Uh, right. Just based off current deals. So, hoping to break 30. So, the goal to kind of be at like 35 to 40 to just really kind of beat current expectations. Yeah. But obviously, like I said, Kelowna is a bit of a seasonal town. So, we'll see how much it slows down in the winter.
0: Right. Yeah. Which is amazing. I mean, if you finished the year at 30, from eight to 30 is like astounding. What's your biggest challenge now? So, like, I think your challenges have shifted. So, what would you say is currently And I'm just trying to get people a picture of like, as you grow through your business, the challenge that Graham's gonna share with you, which I already know what you're gonna say, everybody's gonna run into this. What would you say that is? The biggest challenge right now is keeping the same expectation
1: and delivering it to the clients that I had from the start. Right. So keeping that same level of service that made clients want to keep working with me, that made clients want to refer their friends or whatever to me, that made clients give me good reviews, all that kind of stuff is maintaining that high level of service Mm -hmm. while also doing more volume than I definitely thought I'd be doing at this point.
0: Right. And like you said to me, your process and stuff, getting all that dialed because you're trying to make yourself more efficient and like, you know, you're working a ton of hours right now. So where's your source of your business primarily? Like, where's it coming from? realtors almost exclusively right yeah that's amazing man you've done some awesome stuff so let me ask you this in mortgages there's two distinct skills you need to develop there's sales and underwriting which of the two was harder for you i was kind of lucky in that as i mentioned my
1: friend that i kind of parted with at the university helped me get started and he was working for a very 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 high volume team out in vancouver and him and their like, primary underwriter went out on their own and so that was Keen Kirkwood and Scott Brennan,
0: if you guys don't mind me giving a shout out. Go oh, give them a shout out, I know those guys. So yeah, yeah uh, so you basically plugged into an engine of experience underwriting, right? Like you was, didn't have to necessarily know it all.
1: Yeah, so Scott was absolutely and still is to this day extremely, extremely helpful, you know, has done more deals than I could possibly think of looking at and his knowledge and experience there definitely cut out a lot of the learning curve that I was able to just get kind of given to me, you know, he's been very available and very helpful for me. So I think that really helped me on the underwriting learning curve. Yeah. And then the sales part, I mean, I had kind of good basic foundations in the sales
0: part, just as far as working in the service industry and having an A ton of in- successful mortgage brokers, sorry of interrupt, come from the service industry. Like my business partner, Jules, was a bartender just like you you get people and connecting and rapport so yeah sorry i totally well, yeah that. you
1: get you know like hundreds of people in a night that you interact with that you're yeah. trying to sell something to even though it's a 5 10 dollar product it's still a lot of time if you are interested in sales you can practice you know various techniques if you like things like nlp or this or that you can practice them on a huge amount of people every night so that right. was good but obviously yeah, i didn't have the tools to apply that to the mortgage industry Right. Really, you need to a slightly different game plan. Right. Yeah. Which is really what your program helped me identify it and then execute on.
0: Right. I mean, dude, you deserve all the credit. Like I always say you buy a treadmill, but if you hang your clothes on it, it doesn't do any good, but you literally got on that thing and pedaled like a crazy person and built your business. So good for you. And just out of curiosity, what would you say was the biggest kind of takeaway that you got from our training program? To explain
1: to realtors, how are you going to help them close more business? Because in the end of the day, that's the only thing that they care about. You can talk about how experienced you are, how amazing of a mortgage broker you are, this or that. But all they care about is making more money. That's why right. they, in realtors, you know, it's a very lucrative career. And if they're doing something that you get, you know, anywhere from seven to twenty thousand dollars or more on a single deal, if you can tell them that you're going to help them, you know, do a couple more deals per year, that's going to go a lot farther than any other promise, you know, promising the yeah. piece of your commission, that's half the size you're promising availability that you'll never be able to keep up over the long term or anything else, just nothing compares
0: to helping them see how you can create more business for them. Right? Yeah, I totally agree. Okay, so some rapid fire questions now. So tell me, what's one thing people can't find out about you from Google? I spend most of my time not at work in my garage gym. Yeah, you're
1: like powerlifter, weightlifter, bodybuilder, right? I used to compete in powerlifting. Definitely not competitive
0: by any means anymore, but I still like to keep lifting weights. To lift, and then what's a movie everybody should watch at least once? Idiocracy. Oh, I haven't seen that yet. I gotta watch Is that one. Really? No, I've heard good things about it though. I love um, everything from Mike Judge, so that's a big one. Right. What about what's a one tool or piece of tech you can't run your business without? Calendly.
1: Yeah, without
0: it's, it's, yeah, it's a good program. And then what's best advice you received as a new mortgage broker? Triple check every file like
1: really check over every detail three, four
0: times before you hit the submit button. Right. Specifically, like how has that saved you or how did that trip you up in the beginning? Just little things on a file that maybe you were playing around
1: with the file and changed some detail before you submitted, it and how quickly the underwriter could process it. And the more time the underwriter spends on your file, the less likely they're going to want to pick up your next file and the less quickly you're going to get that approval. There was one file that I had sent in and It was the Strata Contingency Fund was low and I didn't really look into it well enough or understand well enough how low the contingency fund was. The lender actually approved it and then came back and flagged the property with the insurer. And then we just had a hell of a time getting that file approved after they'd already removed subjects because we already went through all the paperwork and everything else.
0: That's the stressful part about the business. When something like that goes sideways, like literally you're like, you know, I remember sleepless nights of like, oh my gosh, how am I going to fix this?
1: Yeah. I remember a couple of times just going for a walk and phone rings and it was like a guy and his mom buying the property and his mom's calling me and She's, you know, freaking out, he's freaking out. And here I am on one of my first couple of files trying to calm them down. And yeah, know like, yeah. everything's totally fine. You know, we've got it under control. i you will know, update as soon as we have, you know the new lender's approval on it. And you know, in the back of my head, I'm thinking like, oh God, I hope this one works
0: out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I remember that. It's like white knuckling it, man. It's uh, yeah, yeah. so knowing what you know now, you know, in it for now you're into your second calendar year. What would you do different if you're starting over again?
1: Almost everything. I'd start really, almost everything
0: different. <laughs> I
1: started using my CRM diligently from the very start. That's one thing that I didn't do well enough. I have very good memory, so I kept all my deals in my head. I knew everyone's name, every aspect of their
0: deal, and, oh, and from being a bartender too. You, like you know, maybe that helped. I don't know, but
1: yeah, but it's not possible if you want to scale the business. I definitely could have improved a lot of things, but I would have definitely made three times as many phone calls and three times as much prospecting as I did as much as I did lots. And it has produced, you know, a lot of business right now, I could have scaled a lot quicker if I had been more diligent in that. Cause I definitely was working some, you know, four to six hour days when I was in that first kind of, you know, six to 12 months, Right. There was a lot of time that i probably took off that you know maybe i'd be working a little bit less now if i hadn't so
0: right right yeah
1: yeah okay that's awesome well man hey where can people find you online at uh, facebook or campbellmortgagepros.ca but that's just kind of a templated GoDaddy website so i
0: don't have much of an online presence it's all relationship. So I hate to say it, but it's not really that important if you have built a relationship business. So brother, I can't wait to check in with you again in another year. And you'll be like, you know, balling and what you're doing with your business, you're growing like crazy fast. So congrats to you. And you did the work. And I knew you were a hustler from the first time I met you. I'm like, this guy, I just knew you had that spark and that drive. And so I'm not surprised. I'm not like, oh, you know, I didn't see that coming. I'm more like, huh, that's amazing. I'm actually surprised how fast it's starting to go. Now it's going exponentially. You know, the first year is maybe slower than you like, but now you're getting like, really some serious momentum. So congrats, brother. It's been awesome to watch you grow. Oh, yeah. I can't thank you enough because I definitely would not be here
1: without going through your training program. So. Okay. Thanks, grand buddy. Awesome. Thanks so much, Scott. Great chatting with you.
0: This is an I Love Mortgage Brokering production.